0: This is Jared Johnston, known on the forums as Bad Bad Leroy Brown, and I'd like to welcome you all once again to episode four of the PlayStation Nation podcast, your one and only source for all things of the world of Sony's new big black box. I am, as I said, Jared Johnston, and with me tonight is my co host, my partner in crime, Glenn Percival. Torgo in the house. Ah, yes. Speaking of Torgo, that is your PlayStation Network ID, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Alright, and mine is Maleficus, so if you're listening and you have a PlayStation 3, feel free to hit us up with any uh, invites, we need friends very badly. But I have a lot of friends. I have like five or six, and none of them are on. My mom says I'm cool. Anywho, we're going to go ahead and jump (laughs) into today's episode. (laughs) Alright, so we're going to go ahead and start with uh, what you've been playing, so Torgo, what you've been playing? Well, not much because of Easter. Uh,
1: a lot of PSP, a lot of Hot Shots on the PSP, a lot of Luminous. Um, really not much else. I haven't uh, really gotten to play anything. I had Folding at Home running for four days straight. So, out of town for Easter. Four days? Uh, I, I actually left. I, I turned it on Thursday night, and I left for my parents on Friday, and it ran until Monday afternoon.
0: So It didn't freeze? It didn't overheat?
1: Oh, hell no. That's actually a very good sign. Well, I agree, but I bought a lot of games this weekend. <laughs> What'd you uh, buy? Uh, let's see, Demolition Racer for the Dreamcast. Nice. For, for the Super Nintendo, I bought Baseball Simulator One Thousand, which is a highly underrated game. I bought um, oh shucks, now I'm gonna start forgetting. Street Fighter Two Turbo, Extra Innings, uh, Space Mega Force, and there's one other one I'm forgetting. So. And then a couple of DVDs, a couple of new Blu-rays, and kind of went off at, at a used store. So I spent about a hundred bucks there.
0: Now, uh, on the other hand, I actually had a very busy gaming week. Uh, first off, I started playing Guitar Hero Two for the Xbox 360, and that is just a lot of fun. I mean, it's the same game that it was on the PS2, except it's got more songs, it's got online leaderboards, looks way better. And yes, you can blast warrant by cherry pie till your heart's contempt, and takes and, me
1: right back to the roller rink uh,
0: oh the roller oh, you're tripping it old school, bro, hey, I'm an old guy, yeah, you ain't that old All right. bro, you aint roller rink old
1: oh sure, oh yeah, <laughs> I remember many a day being down to the roller rink playing Zaxxon and Tempest, and uh having a, the big screen TV in the corner playing uh we're not gonna take it by by Twisted Sister and a whole bunch of old Van Halen.
0: Yeah, they they got to get some uh, some Van Halen and Guitar Hero 2, uh, maybe hopefully some downloadable. You know, There's a lot of, I mean, the soundtrack is just very good, but there's still a lot of very distinct, notable exceptions. Right. But uh, hopefully that'll be fixed with downloadable content. Now, I've also been playing a lot of Fight Night Round 3 and Enchanted Arms, which I'm going to get to both of those a little later when we're doing our reviews. Um, um, but today I actually went and picked up Super Paper Mario for the Wii, and I'm really enjoying it, uh, it's, it's more of a platformer this time around, it's not really RPG like the other Paper Marios have been, Right. but it's still very story-driven, and the writing is just phenomenal, it, it is just so funny, and the ridiculous situations that these characters are in, um, like, one thing I've noticed that was my favorite part so far is, the, one of the characters will say, press the two button to jump. And the person with Mario will be like, what's the two button? And then the person will say, oh, don't worry, the great being that watches over all of us will know what the two button is. <laughs> it, it, they've always been, it, that series is famous for just its fantastic writing, and... Right. Uh, it, yeah, the previous
1: two had great writing, very funny stuff.
0: Yeah, some of the situations you've got in are just hysterical, and the story is really weird. Uh, basically, this evil Baron Von Black has kidnapped Princess Peach and Bowser. And he's forcing them to marry each other. And the second they do, it causes like a lapse in the space-time continuum. And basically, a vortex appears and starts sucking at the universe because they got married. <laughs> and so it's up to Mario to, um, to fix the void and you know save all... Mushroom kind.
1: I came with the mushrooms.
0: Yeah, it's 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 pretty out there. I must say, it's very funny. Um, it's very fun. It's really cool how they just change the dimensions on you. Cause like, so you're playing it. It's mostly a 2D game, but say you need to solve a puzzle. What you can do is you can press the A button at any time, and it'll switch to 3D, and that way you'll be able to travel all through the different world. At, You'll see stuff you haven't been able to see before, like hidden warp pipes and stuff like that. It's all crazy and it's really funny.
1: Now, I'd heard that you have like uh, a meter or something where you can't stay in the three D world for too long.
0: No, you can't. Uh, eventually, we'll start draining your health.
1: Oh, okay. I thought it was a separate meter.
0: But it, it takes it takes quite a while to do that, and um, it, it builds up pretty quickly. You'll, you'll rarely run into a situation where you're uh, where you're going to be losing health because of it. Okay. Let's. Oh yeah, one more. Uh, Stubbs the Zombie and Rebel Without a Pulse. Oh my God! I found that in a bargain bin for ten bucks. It is back to funny games. This is one of the funniest and most ridiculous games I've ever played.
1: It's a great game when you're drunk.
0: Yeah, this is this is one of those underlooked gems. Where if you if you see it and you get a chance to play it, you definitely need to give Stubbs the Zombie a shot. It's it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah we always end up playing that game
1: at uh land parties when we've got about a bag on <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: it's 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 good dumb fun uh you start biting people's heads off and this like tourist robot comes up to you and he she's like oh dear that's not very nice at all
1: yeah yeah there's some good writing in that too the the Brain eating and stuff gets a little old, and, and like I said, unless uh, unless you're a little little blasted or something, uh, we usually get about a group of about fifteen people watching somebody play that game just because it's so visceral and so funny.
0: Ah, uh, jeez, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. That's a good game, but yeah, that's that's about it for this week. A couple other little things, but nothing major. So, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump right into our reviews for this week. The First game we're going to talk about is Fight Night Round Three. It's for for both the Xbox 360 and PS3. We're looking at the Sony version, of course, and uh, it came out in I late January, but we're finally getting to look at it now. And uh, I gotta say, first off, without a doubt, this is one of the best-looking video games you will ever see in your entire life. The the character models, the attention to detail, the little things you'll notice are just it's staggering, like of the, the crowds, right. um, the lighting. The, How good the, the Burger King logos look. Oh, my. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and tackle that now. The worst one of, thing about this is, like, I'm in the part of the career mode where it's a fight sponsored by Dodge. And so before the fight, there's this unskippable thing where the announcer is looking at a Dodge caliber. Yeah. And speaking about the all-new 2007 Dodge Caliber with a V6 250 horsepower engine. Dodge, the standard for over 100 years. Dodge. <laughs> Dodge, Dodge, Dodge. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. And apparently you can actually unlock uh the king, the Burger King.
1: Yeah, he can be your uh your ringman.
0: Oh, that's or your awesome. corner man, whatever. Yeah. Does he feed you a whopper to get rid of those cuts?
1: You know, I asked that, and the guy didn't remember. Uh, when I played it last week, uh, the guy that had brought it had pretty much gotten through the whole game, so he was telling us all about it. And I don't know if I ever asked him that or not. I should ask him the next time I talk to him.
0: Yeah, I get a good old
1: level 3 flourish going on there from Sneak King. Get a double whopper, or a, a, a BK stacker to just make you go on a 10-hit combo. Oh, yeah. And then have a heart all attack right. and
0: kill over. So, basically, the way, w- the way the game works is it's, you can control it with the face buttons, but that's no fun. If you do that, you're a wuss. The way you want to play this game is you move around with the left analog stick, and all your basic punches and combinations are done with motions from the right analog stick. So, if you want to do a right uppercut, you press, like, di- like uh, oh, southeast... On the, on the right, uh, analog stick. And then you move it up and you uppercut and you can do haymakers and different things like that. And it's really deep. I mean, there's not a lot of moves you can do, but it's kind of got this really great rock, paper, scissors, um, feel to it where you can really, you can really get deep in how you want to fight him. Like, say you want to go to the body and the AI will start blocking his body. And then you want to go in for a roundhouse punch to the face. Right. You can just, you can just nail him and, uh, it's very brutal when you're actually watching it. It's, you know, it's the sport of kings per se, but you've never seen a guy get beaten up quite like in Fight Night Round 3. I mean, it's almost painful to watch some of these. I mean, when you get one of those slow-mo hits going on where it's just like her, and then... Yeah. Your, your bones crack. You see bloody spit fly out of his mouth. His face reverberate. Yeah, it's this big ripple effect, almost like... Uh...
1: A big action movie in the summer,
0: and uh, they went. They went. There's so much depth in the core thing. Like, uh, I'll give you a great example of this. My dad is a boxing freak. He knows everything about boxing. He's he subscribes to Ring magazine and all that jazz. Wow. He knows quite a bit about the sport. Um, so I was when I first brought it home. I was just doing like basic expedition uh, exhibitions, and I couldn't beat Jake Lamata for the life of me. Now, Jake LaMotta is who Robert De Niro played in Raging Bull. Right. And so my dad's watching me fight this guy, and he's like, no, you're doing this all wrong. You see, Jake LaMotta had an iron chin. You can't attack his face. He's never going to go down. He doesn't cut well, so you got to attack his body, and you got to hit his body up. And so that's what I did. I, I focused on his midsection, and that's how I was able to finally beat Jake LaMotta. So you can tell that they, they went into so much depth with how these characters actually actually fought and actually took damage. I mean, it's pretty amazing just the detail and the, the love of the craft that they put into this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing that, that, of course, we were a little disappointed about and everybody in the group was asking about is, hey, is Mike Tyson in that or is this guy in that, uh, George Foreman? And, you know, there's a couple of notable boxers missing which i mean it's understandable why they are George Foreman and Mike Tyson especially they all they're both licensed to other companies or whatever that nobody just wants them anymore because they're a cancer like Mike Tyson Mike hey, if you're listening I want to this, Mike
0: Tyson in my virtual console version of Punch-Out. Okay, pal.
1: That'd be great. Actually nowadays you can get um, that Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for so cheap because there's so many of them that uh, it's not a collector's item anymore. I just saw it for 5 bucks.
0: Well, actually that's that's kind of a story about that because only the one of the only the original print of Mike Tyson's right. Punch Out was actually Mike Tyson's Punch Out because like six months after that game, he threw his wife down the stairs or something. Right. So they had to cut him out of it. So the actual Mike Tyson version of Mike Tyson's Punch Out is is not as easy as you think it would
1: be. No, actually, it is nowadays. That's what I, that's what I was kind of driving to is. It used to be a collector's item up until about two years ago. Now they're really easy to find for some reason. The last three used stores I've I've been to have had them have had the actual Mike Tyson one. I was surprised too,
0: because it was a collector's item for years. That's pretty interesting. Well, maybe with the advent of the virtual console and things like that, their the prices on these old games have been going down. So, there's a lot of different modes. Uh, the the exclusive mode to the PS3, one of the exclusive modes is called the Get in the Ring mode, where yeah. basically it's your, it's your basic exhibition fight. You pick two fighters from any weight class, and then... You fight, but the difference is it's in first person. And this was a pretty mind-bending experience because you feel every punch coming out of your TV. I mean, it's pretty brutal to watch Roberto Duran just beat the snot out of you. Right. Um. You know, you, you try to bring gloves up, and you bring your gloves up, you can't see more because you've got these two big rubber hands in your face. Uh. You know, you get hit in the midsection. You know, you you might stumble a little bit. Yeah, start getting in face. It might completely block out the left side of your screen because it, your left eye's been swollen so much you just can't see out of it. You know, once again, really, really amazing detail. That's what really gets me about this game. Yeah,
1: the first time I saw that mode, I was blown away.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's pretty good. But other than that, you've got your basic career mode where you rise up through the ranks and unlock stuff. You've got uh, online mode. Um, I played the online. It's it's pretty good. There's some slight moments of lag depending on the connection, but overall I found it to be a pretty enjoy enjoyable experience. There is uh, microphone support, which is nice because not all online games have that for un- unfortunate reasons. Right, and um, you know it works pretty well. Uh, it actually one really cool thing it does is if you have it hooked up online, one of the games partners is ESPN. So when you're playing the game, you'll actually see an ESPN ticker with full stats from, like, last night's basketball games. Yeah, they've been uh, doing that in all the new games this year. It's yeah, pretty like, sweet. Yeah, I was playing career mode, and then all of a sudden it popped up on my screen, Pac-Man Jones has been suspended for the whole year. And I'm like, whoa, okay. And then I told my brother, who's a Titans fan, and he pissed off. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I, I noticed the same thing with Madden and with Tiger Woods, and I... I... You know, they've got the ESPN radio that'll actually pop up and, and they'll have Mike and Mike talking or they'll have somebody else talking. It's pretty neat how they did that. Um I don't know how useful it is, but it does kinda of pull you into the into the experience a little bit more. You kinda of feel like you're at a real sporting event or you're watching Sports Center or something to that effect. So I like how they did that. That's uh one of the better tie ins with ESPN I've I've seen used.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good feature and I hope it's used uh, in in other sports games and in all EA games, I mean, it's it's pretty cool, and it's a pretty good way to up track. I know in NBA Live you can actually watch clips from Around the Horn and Pardon the Interruption, which is pretty right. cool. But yeah, I've, I've never done that in there. I've, I've seen the option, but I've never done it. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Other than career mode, you can do uh, Get in the Ring mode, and there's also one of the cool modes is ESPN Classic mode where you can actually go back and fight in some of the biggest rivalries in the history of the sport. You can fight, um... You can fight Hagler and Duran. You can fight... You can fight uh, Sugar Ray Robinson and Jake LaMotta. You can fight, um... Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali. You know, and Ali always wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I beat goes Frazier!
1: I beat, I beat uh, Muhammad Ali again with Frazier. When we really? were playing, uh, well, of course the guy that I played against had played one less game than me, which means he hadn't played it before. But yeah, I uh, I said, is not going down this time, and I knocked him out. That's
0: pretty sweet. Yeah, you could you could do plenty. You, you could you nail. Know, I I predict in the sixth round your ass will go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can do all the great boxing lingo and things like that, and you you'll have a good time. Um. So overall, this is just. It's just a fantastic value. There's so it's just chock full of features. There's online mode. It looks phenomenal. The fighting is great. It's really detailed. It's also really immersive. It's screaming for rumble. Ugh. True that. True that. Yeah, that is. Oh man, I was playing this in Motor Storm. It's just like it could it could have changed the experience so much if it just vibrated a little bit. Like, you could get his heart rate going, or anything like that, right. and it's not in there. Hopefully it'll be in there, maybe it comes out with a patch when that, uh, quote, rumored, unquote, new controller comes out. You know, I'm hearing as soon as
1: the summer for some kind of rumble feature in, in controllers for the PS3. And, God, I certainly hope so. Yeah, it's funny, you know, I, I said I don't miss it, and to the most extent, I don't miss it. The only game I missed it in so far, really, is, well, two games. Motorstorm and... Uh, MLB just because in MLB, if when you're pitching in a two-player game, you know you don't want your, your uh, opponent to see where it, where you're gonna pitch it at, and what you do is you actually use the rumble to figure out if you're hitting outside the strike zone or not, and that's a sorely missed feature with, without rumble in, in the controller. So I'm hoping that you know when this controller comes out, they'll start releasing some patches, or maybe I, I can dream that maybe MLB07 the show is is got pushed back because they're add, they're gonna add that rumble feature or something to that effect, you know. You and me both. We keep talking about
0: MLB The Show. I cannot wait for this game.
1: Yeah, it's driving me a little crazy that all I have is seven screenshots. I, I really want some kind of video. I'm, I'm checking every day because this is, right now, my most hotly anticipated game. To be honest, without Mortal Kombat 2. You know, I don't even know when the hell that game's coming out. It's not even on the release <laughs> list. And I'm, I, I was looking for it today on the, on the release list. Nobody's got it listed. I, uh, I'm a little pissed off that they teased me with that little. Uh, trailer that IGN had, and I'm going to go slap somebody now.
0: Final rating from you on Fight Night, if you played it enough to give it a final rating.
1: Uh, I'll give it a 4 out of 5, and the reason it doesn't have a 5 is for two reasons. One, and it's in both versions, is the clipping problems during the slow motion replays after you make a big hit. Two, I'm not a big boxing fan, so for me, like I said, I might buy it used, but Sitting here alone playing it, I don't think it's compelling enough for me to sit and play it all the time, and I think I would get bored with it. Um, If you have somebody to play the game with a lot online or even more more so sitting here in front of the TV, both of you, I think it's a much more compelling game than playing it one player all the time, and that's probably what I would be doing the most. So 4 out of 5 for those reasons. If I had somebody here in town playing the game all the time, I probably would give that game a 5. It's phenomenal, and it's a definite improvement over the 360 version.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and give it a 5 out of 5. Uh, unlike you, I am a really big boxing fan. My dad got me into the sport. Watch fights all the time. Uh, you know, I know a lot about this sport, and this game just captures the feel of boxing so well, and... It's just able to, you know, it grabbed me, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, there is that clipping issue, but, you know, oh well. I I, it, I have played games with much worse problems than during the slow-mo. You might see his hand go through his arm. And, uh, you yeah, know, I just think it's just a very good value. You'll have fun playing it. Um, if you love boxing, you owe it to yourself to play this game. This is a definite 5 out of 5 for me. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely for a boxing fan, definitely. It's the best one out
0: all right, then we're gonna go ahead and move on to our second game. Um, this is Enchanted Arms. It's created by From Software, published by Ubisoft. It's for the. It's been out on the 360 for I'd say about ten months now, and now it's coming out to Sony's console. And uh, well, this game kind of got a bit of a bad rap in my in my opinion. I played a little bit of the 360 version. I enjoyed what I played. But I didn't play it nearly enough to you know either review it or really get in-depth with it. And it's it's solid. That's the best thing that can be said about this game, especially when you're considering this is the only next-gen game of its kind available. It's the only classic Japanese turn-based RPG you can play. Right. And it's a solid game. It's got a decent story. Uh, the combat is actually really good. Um One of my favorite things about it is just how, you know, user-friendly it is. Uh, There's a few things you can really do. You can actually press uh, the triangle button during battle to fast-forward if you don't want to watch all those animations. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, one of the worst things about any Final Fantasy game is having to watch those summon spells over and over and over and over again. And it just grows on you, and you can just press the triangle and just watch a little fast-forward version of the fight you just did. Oh, that's good. Now another another feature that the game has in the battle modes is you can actually choose auto battle which is if you're doing just like if you're just walking through a field and you find a a moving mushroom that wants to fight you and you can press you know you can choose to auto battle and the computer will just do the fight for you. Now granted you're not going to want to do this in some of the bigger boss fights because the computer just isn't as smart as you. Right. But You know, if you're just going through a field and you want the experience, but you don't want to spend the time to do it, this is a viable option. I mean, I I don't think it takes away from the experience and makes it any less, any, like, good-friendly, but it's, I think it's a good feature.
1: Now, does it have random battles, or can you pick, can you avoid things out when you're walking around?
0: It is uh, classic random battles. No! Uh, Ah, shit. And it's very very classic. You'll just be walking around and some nice animation will fly up on the screen like
1: You've been challenged, aha!
0: Yeah, exactly. Now the way the battle systems work is it's on a grid. Each side has nine squares. Your enemy has nine squares and you have nine squares. And you move your opponent around on the grid and select where you want to put them and where you want to select your spells or attack. And each attack has a different degree of degree of use so like you can use like your most powerful attacks your hand-to-hand fights you might be able to move up only one or two squares but your long-range magic attacks you'll be able to select which square you want to fight with and it works pretty well it's got a very nice uh, checks and balances system where the most powerful characters are still going to need long-range people who might not be able to do as much damage as the strong guys but they'll be able to hit those guys in the back and um It it works. Like I said, it's a very solid game. Uh, Another nice feature is, you know what my least favorite part of pretty much any video game is? Save points. Uh I hate save points. I hate going through 25 minutes of random crap and then to get to a glowing blue shape and now you can save. This game throws that away. You can save at any time. During oh, wow. Enchanted arms, which is a very nice feature indeed. Uh, that is that, that is a very good feature. Christ, I'm yeah. have to buy that now. It's it's, well, I'll get to that in a second, and uh, maybe why you might not want to. <laughs> uh, so the story in the game is some of the most generic. Uh, it's okay. So you're young, hot-headed, pointy-haired college student, uh, high school college academy student. With uh, big dreams and a evil right arm. No, wait, a mysterious right arm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's so, about 10 jokes that just went through my head with yeah. that one. In the middle of a festival, something bad happens. And Ran then, out of cotton candy today, or? Uh, pretty close. Uh, right, how about yeah. the world almost ends? <laughs> because it's a bad carnival? Uh, well, just because, really. Oh, right. And so, then you're lured into a. St- then you're lured into a um, into the forbidden zone of your school because you think that's where you should go. You know, instead of escaping the city because you're the only ones left standing, you decide to go and investigate what's going on. Um, the ice goddess, who is a devil golem, who which is an old ancient magic that was used during the golem wars, has reawakened. Uh, she's kidnapped your friends, including the most ridiculous gay stereotypical character in the history of video games. <laughs> his name is Makoto. He wears makeup. He's got a terrible list. He sounds like like the most stereotypical gay man you could ever think of. And his weapon is a saxophone.
1: Because when I think of a gay man, I think of a magical saxophone.
0: Oh, yeah. And when he uses it, he
1: screams. It's like, Yo! Yeah, I, uh, when you said you were gonna talk about this today, I went on to IGN and actually pulled down a couple videos and I laughed my ass off at that character. Oh uh, yeah, it's
0: so thankfully he's gone within like two and a half hours. I don't Ooh. know if he comes I don't know if he comes back. I certainly hope he doesn't.
1: Two and a half hours of that, huh?
0: Yeah, it's well, considering the game takes about fifty hours. So nah. But so after that very shade opening. The story does open up. It gets better. It's got some aside from Makoto it's it's got some pretty interesting characters it's got pretty good dialogue. It's actually pretty well translated. The only problem is the voice acting is ungodly It's, <laughs> it's just some of the most like, If I recall correctly, if you stand on this button and press the X button while doing it, it'll move Alright it, it just beats you over the head it's just horrible horrible English voice acting and fortunately you can actually switch to the original Japanese voice acting which is much better and I highly suggest you do so right that's what I've heard unless you want a good laugh and then you can uh, you can switch onto the English voice acting actually let me take that back play the English voice acting for the first two and a half hours just so you can hear Makoto and then go to the Japanese. <laughs> now, does he sound like if you go to the
1: Japanese? Does does he sound like a gay Japanese guy, or do they just gay no. him up for the American release?
0: No, no, no. He's actually gay. He's in love with your friend Toya, and he makes him like special breakfasts and hugs oh, him boy. the whole hugs him the whole time. But Toya isn't in love with him. But it gets really weird. It's it's classic Japanese anime melodrama. But like I said, it does get better at that inauspicious debut. So the game will last you a good while. It looks, it looks okay. It's it. It was a launch game for the Xbox 360 in Japan, so you know for that that was over a year and a half ago. Right. And it still looks good. It looks a little better on the PS3. The textures are a little better. It everything sharper and crisper. A problem I found, though, is that the load times are a little longer on this version, and there's a bit of slowdown in a couple of areas, but nothing really too bad. And this game also has the worst six-axis controller support I've ever found in a game so far.
1: (laughs) So it's one of those games where they should should have just not added any six-axis support?
0: Okay, so let me explain what they added. In the Basically, what you use to do your special attacks in the game is called your EX skill. And after a battle in the PS3 version, what you do is you go to a special ritual dance where you press the R1 button and the um, rainbow goes over the screen. And then you're transported to outer space. And then you dance in outer space by shaking the 6-axis controller uncontrollably. And that's how you build up your EX. It's ridiculous. It doesn't suit the game at all and it brings it down. It's just why it did they have stupid? To, why did they have to do something so ridiculous? I mean, here's what you do. You just have him stand there and you have him do like a DBZ moment where you're shaking it and he's charging and screaming like ah! Oh boy. Oh man, it's and then there's a crazy pizza eating minigame where you shake it on an controller, and he's just fucking attacking this pizza. <laughs> so that so it sounds actually, like
1: most of my bowling team.
0: Yeah, that's actually pretty funny. You know, oh, so the six axis controller support equals to shaking the controller like a like a ninny. So, final rating I would give this game. Ugh, oh, I don't know. It depends. I mean, if you are an RPG gamer, you're probably desperate for a game like this, and this really is your only option, whether you're on the 360 or the PS3. So, if I told you, if you are an RPG gamer, I would honestly say this could possibly be worth a purchase, because you're you're just desperate, like I was, for something to play like this. And the battle system is good, the story is good, but there's just a lot of crap you have to go through to get to that good stuff. Right now, if you're not an RPG gamer, this is a three. This is you shouldn't even really consider it because it doesn't do anything new with the genre. If you don't like games like this, it isn't going to change your mind about the genre. And um, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's it's all right. It's pretty good.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, so other than that, that's all we got for reviews today. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into the news. The first story we have today is the UK PS3 sales are down 82% since launch. So basically the trackers that figured out that they sold 650,000 units worldwide in Europe have now figured that sales have just dropped dramatically, almost off the charts. So well, that makes sense. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, for a, such a big thing like Europe, that basically says that to me, that everybody who wanted one got one, and the rest are either just not interested or waiting for a price drop.
1: No, I don't think they're just waiting for a price drop. I think they're waiting waiting for a s- specific title you know you've You've got the biggest console launch in history over in Europe. They sell six hundred six hundred and fifty thousand. The people that wanted one got one, and either they got one just to be an early adopter or they had a game available that they wanted right away, be it a motor storm it a resistance i i I'm not really shocked by this i mean they they had a million units for launch. And they had systems left over wherever you go, for that reason. And you know, so system sales are probably going to pick up once some of these other games like Lair and Heavenly Sword and everything else come out. So, I mean, it, to me, it makes sense. I, I'm actually not real shocked.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of difficult to tell at this point. No matter what way you look at it, how the market is going to go, because like you said, it's very early. But this is something to take into consideration. I wouldn't quite go into panic mode as of yet. But it's. It's not great. I mean. They're all just if, waiting for Singstar. God, I don't get what the rest <laughs> of the universe has. I mean, that and soccer. Karaoke and soccer. Yeah. What is with. They need to get with the American program here and realize those two pastimes are garbage.
1: (laughs) Because everybody should emulate America all the time. Damn,
0: Skippy. Yeah.
1: Singstar is like Guitar Hero over there. I mean, it is just
0: huge. Although I did watch somebody sing Take On Me with Singstar Pop, and that was looking kind of interesting. We'll have to get the
1: captain to tell us all about it. Oh, no. Did he get it? Oh, yeah. His his fiancée or wife or girlfriend, whatever she is, the private she made him go get it so he uh, as soon as she found out it was available he had to run across to uh, i think target he said and oh my up. god yeah
0: we need to get some youtube video of the cap and singing take on me
1: oh i'm sure we'll uh make sure to get some video at the i <laughs> we'll have to get into the midwest gaming classic we'll all get together and get drunk and get some video of him playing it unfortunately i'm oregon
0: so you're going to have to do that for me
1: oh i i'm good at that kind of thing
0: all right i appreciate it greatly <laughs> Okay, so other than the fact that the UK sales aren't very good, the Australian sales of the system so far actually have been pretty well, been doing pretty well. Uh, it sold 20000 on launch day, which it might not sound a lot, but for the Australian gamer market, which is nowhere near as big as the rest of the world, it's actually pretty good, and it's been selling pretty well since then. So, right. And it's not as expensive in Australia as it is in UK and the rest of Europe, so we'll see how that goes but um yeah definitely you're going to want to watch the european market because it's going to be pretty interesting how it folds out right all right so uh the next story we have is ps3 in for a big september so glenn why don't you go ahead and tell us what this is about yeah um I, I can't remember what magazine it was. I, I Actually, I believe it's
1: 3Speak was uh, talking about their 3Speech. Yeah, the semi-official,
0: official, yeah. not
1: official. official. It's official. Really official. It's I, official, at least from their marketing department. So Yeah, I just see Phil Harrison in the little room making people up. Well, really, this is just to get um, some titles into your head and, and just remind you that there are, there are some really great titles on the way. You know, they keep saying that September is going to be the month. I really don't see every one of these titles coming out in September. And well, I was
0: kind of I was kind of disappointed because it says Lair is going to hit in September, and I was expecting that in May. I mean, Well,
1: no. They actually came out and said that Heavenly Sword and Lair both had May attached to them, but Sony themselves said that's a placeholder that a lot of places like GameStop are using. They haven't attached a, a date to any of these games.
0: Well, I just so. remember in the beginning of January when DICE... Than the convention hit, watching an interview with the lead designer of Lair, and he said, "Oh yeah, it's like 90 percent done."
1: Right, and the thing is, Sony can't put a date on that because that's not them; it's Factor 5. Um, but you know, you go down the list and you see—I think I see every single game. On this list, I'll probably buy, except for maybe Killzone. we have to see how it turns out, of course. But you've got Heavenly Sword, you've got Lair, you've got Warhawk, you've got Killzone, you've got Ratchet and Clank Future. Oh,
0: man, Ratchet and Clank Future looks so good.
1: Yeah, it looks great. And and the funny thing is, you know, they say September here. I thought I heard from Insomniac July. So, again, it's one of these things where three speeches saying, well, you know, September, September. Eh, that's it. To me, that's a placeholder date, and I'm not going to believe that until I see it from
0: either Sony or whoever is just distributing well, first off, a certain game. don't you think it's a mistake for uh, Sony to release five major first party exactly. titles in a span of 30 days? Exactly. I mean, that's little... And that's I mean... why I,
1: I don't think that, you know, when they come out and say September, I just don't see that happening. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. And um, I, I, I think from my perspective, I think that we'll probably see Lair and Ratchet & Clank first on this list uh Warhawk very soon after that. But I don't know, you know, they're already showing Heavenly Sword on heroes. They've been showing a little bit of here and there. You you just never know. I think the one that we're gonna see last out of this list of course is Killzone.
0: Uh um, Who the fuck cares?
1: Well, you know, it's funny, you know, you listen to to um to Phil Harrison and he says that they're not gonna show anything until they're ready to show it. But he says it's very, very close to what they showed in, on that E three video. Now again, it's Phil Harrison Who knows if he's bullshitting and just keeping us interested or whatnot. I give him about 50 to 60% credence just because, in my opinion, MotorStorm does look pretty damn close to that original concept video. When you play it in first-person mode, it looks pretty darn close. So I'm going to wait and see with that one. But we've seen Ratchet & Clank in motion. We've seen it in in tons of screenshots. It was released
0: some more yesterday. We've seen a a little... From a programming standpoint to our listeners, if you've actually seen footage of the game fully up and running it's pretty damn close to completion
1: and yeah it's incredible uh, to me it's incredible I, I actually uh, oh that's the other game I bought this last weekend I finally bought Ratchet and Clank uh, Up Your Arsenal and I was playing that for about about two hours last night on the PS3 just to see if everything was compatible and man is that game a blast and you know it runs in widescreen it runs in progressive scan it is gorgeous on my on my uh, HDTV and that's actually gotten me a lot more excited for the new one on the PS3, which I'm already excited about it, which I'm surprised about. It's usually not my type of game, but man, just the stuff I've seen on it, especially the new screenshots yesterday with, that were a lot more high res. Uh, wow, I mean, there's no aliasing at all. Now I don't know if they did something with the you know how they're capturing those images, but I see no aliasing in there at all. The color, you know, they're using pretty much every effect you can use, um, bloom effect, HDR lighting. Um, uh, you know, just everything has the shine about it. And, and, man, does that look game look great. Same way with, you know, Heavenly Sword, the stuff I've seen on it does look incredible. And they showed a couple new screenshots today on one of the websites. And, you know, you see her fighting literally like 100 guys. And it looks just so detailed and, and pretty damn impressive. Layers always look good to me uh, ever since the first time I saw it. Warhawk out I'll probably list, like
0: Out of this list, Lair is definitely the most excited I am for any of the games. Apparently, it's supposed to be the showpiece for the 60s. Right. Pieces. Well,
1: and not just that. Factor
0: Five is awesome.
1: They are. I mean, when I went to that first uh, the GameCube party where they, you know, it was invite only and you could go see it. We went to Chicago, and you know they have all these other games running, Smash Brothers, and and. Uh, uh, Oh, like Luigi's Mansion, all that kind of junk. And then oh, I find... Man, bad. Well, yeah. But then I find Star Wars in the special room with Dolby Pro Logic running. And they had it shut off so that you could actually hear the sound. And I was blown away by how that game looked. All the lighting effects and everything else. And this is a launch game that looked that good. And now these guys have been working on Lair for who knows how long. I know they've been working on it for quite a while. And to just see what they're doing with every little detail of that game... I just hope it all comes together because I mean, every time I look at the videos for that game, and every time I, I hear about it, it just makes me want it more and more and more. So that yeah, one, I'm factor, definitely looking forward to.
0: Factor Five is very famous for their just phenomenal sound design, and this marks the first time that they've actually used a. And this is the a big thing for me a full orchestral score in one of their video games. They've always yeah. done synthesized, and they brought in oh, I can't remember his name, but he's the guy who did the music for the Passion of the Christ. And, okay. um, it I got to hear some of the samples of it they have on uh, IGN, I think, and it sounds really, really amazing. Yeah, that, and that get, game's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I, I really can't wait for that. But yeah, all these games, it's it's good that they're all listed coming out, uh, but I, to put it on one month would be ridiculous, and there's no way Killzone's coming out in
1: September. No. Yeah, I don't see that either. Unless, who knows, but I, I just don't see it. And and the one thing that they also listed, which, uh, of course, raised raised an eyebrow for a lot of people, including myself, is a... Uh, and I don't know if this is true, but I have a feeling it might be, is uh, the PS3 re- receiving an hd port of Wipeout Fusion from the PlayStation 2.
0: Now, excuse me, isn't Wipeout Fusion the
1: worst Wipeout ever made? Well, who knows? Maybe they'll fix everything up. Actually, Wipeout Fusion... I enjoyed it. Uh, it definitely was not as good as as a couple of the wipeouts on the uh, PlayStation One, just in the mechanics. But that's something that they can definitely fix, and I know that they know what to fix because they fixed a lot of it on the PSP version of Wipeout. So I don't know an HD version of Wipeout that you can
0: download. That'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't you rather have them? I mean, yeah, that's. Cool I would love to know, see a full title, and I know there are. Yeah, wouldn't you rather on see one. a whole new Wipeout? Sure, but
1: this will be a very good thing to tide us over until they get all that cool ps3 powered stuff done yeah the, to show the power of the cell well and, and i mean it, this is kind of like them bringing out tekken dark resurrection for download for 20 bucks you know you bring an hd version of wipeout out just a port of something that's out there for 10 15 20 bucks it'll sell and it'll sell well and it'll be fun and they had some kind of six-axis. I mean, you gotta remember, Wipeout was one of the first games that used that uh, NeoCon controller for the for the first PlayStation. That was a great controller. Oh, it was great. And and now you think about how you can control it with the, with the six-axis the same way. I mean, it, it works perfect.
0: Well, uh, all right. We're gonna go ahead and move on. Uh, as good old Glenn here mentioned a little while, he was playing Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal on his PS3 with the help of backwards compatibility. Unfortunately, European gamers don't quite have that same luxury when it comes to their version of the system. But Sony has officially released with their 1.6 patch the official backwards compatibility list for the PlayStation 3. Now, out of 4,700 titles I think released in European, I think 1,800 of them are are compatible with the system, which is a really great number considering how many are available on the 360? Like 250? No, I think it's, like three. no, yeah, I think like it's about 300.
1: 310 now or something like that. They said they're over 300 now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, still, yeah. it's, it's 1,800 compared to 300. Exactly. Now, while this is great and all, there are a few definite kinks. There's some very large notables that are missing, including the first Jack and Daxter, Dexter, Jack and Dexter, <laughs> Jack and Daxter, um, all four Ratchet and Clank games, Sly Cooper one, although Sly two and Sly three are available. Metal Gear Solid two. That's shocking. Yeah, and not only that, apparently some other huge titles such as Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and Metal Gear Solid three are both having significant problems running on the system with the backwards compatibility. Hmm. So, that's not what you'd call good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this advice to our American, and if we have any Japanese listeners, first off. Konbawa. Uh, secondly, if you are if you haven't got the system yet, and you're going to buy one, and one of the main reasons you're going to buy one is to play PS2 games, I highly suggest you get one ASAP. Yeah, do I, go out and get it now, even
1: if you have to get the 20-gig version. And,
0: yeah, because uh, this is... They're eventually gonna do this here, yep. and I don't want this. No, I completely agree.
1: That's a little. Uh, that's actually pretty disappointing in my eyes. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was worth. I, nobody knows the numbers, but I don't know if it was worth taking that chip out. Um, you know, I don't use the backward compatibility as much just because I have my PS2 hooked up still on my old TV. Um, but, I mean, it is nice to have, when I take my PS3 to a friend's house or to a parent's house, it's always nice to have that compatibility on there so I don't have to bring two systems with me. So that that's really disappointing, and, and uh, I hope they, they're they very adamant about working on that and improving the support. I hope they're better than Microsoft especially, because Microsoft has pretty much just thrown that away.
0: Yeah, I, n- remember, they um, under-promised and over-delivered. I think it's the term they used. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know, and not only that, uh, one of the worst things about this whole situation is that we've got quotes from Sony on record saying, and here's the nice way of putting it, we're going to be more focused on the future of gaming other than the past, which means this. Well, yeah, you know, I'll say
1: this, though. At least Sony is still producing PS2s. Microsoft brought the 360 out and they pretty much just dumped the Xbox that day. So, they don't make any first, pi- per first party titles anymore. They pretty much don't even support the old system anymore. And that happened a month after the 360 came out, if not sooner. So,
0: yeah, Rumor uh, I, is afoot that this summer will, uh, or very soon, Xbox Live on the original Xbox is going to be coming to an end. So, right. yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. Well, all right. So that's not good news for the European market. Now let's move on to some interesting news. Uh, good, depending on how you look at it. Uh, major retailers, including Best Buy um, and GameStop, are reporting that they're going to be no longer holding nor selling the 20 gigabyte virtual PlayStation 3. Right. And it looks more and more that this is this model is going to be phased out.
1: Well, even uh, SonyStyle.com isn't listing them anymore, and I believe the Sony Style store in San Francisco doesn't carry it anymore. So it looks like that's going to happen. I don't know if that's a good idea. It is definitely a way to get into that. Well, it it is and it isn't. I mean, really, the 20-gig version works a lot better than the core system of the 360 works for people. I disagree with that,
0: because if you get the core version of the 360... You can buy the hard drive, and you can buy the you can buy the. Um... Yeah, but if you buy
1: the hard drive for the core system, it's a hundred bucks for the hard drive. So you're paying the same amount as you do for the premium system, except you don't get the cable with it. With the PS3, you're still getting Blu-ray. You're still getting everything inside that machine. You're just getting a smaller hard drive without wireless you're not and without Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people don't need Wi-Fi. And well, even if you don't have Wi-Fi, so... well. Well, exactly, you do, but there's a lot of people that don't. If they can get a PS three for one hundred dollars cheaper at five hundred dollars, especially when you're comparing it to the new Microsoft three you know, the three sixty Elite. Which everybody is ragging on and nobody right. thinks it's a good idea. And and you know, MC Wilson made a very good point. Now for twenty dollars more I can get a twenty gig PS three that has a hard drive in it, does pretty much everything else, and I'm getting Blu ray. You know everything else is in that machine. Full Bluetooth support, everything. You just don't get a card reader, which you can plug a USB card reader into it anyway. You don't get Wi-Fi, but there's other adapters you can use on that. You're not just stuck to using one adapter like you are on the 360, unless you go out and get a bridge. And you know, really, when when you look at it, the 20 gig is a good idea for a lot of people. And it's good to keep that cheaper skew around, in my opinion, especially to fight the elite right now, because you can always put a bigger hard drive in there, and it's Per gigabyte, it's still cheaper than what you're paying for that new 360 hard drive.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see how this pans out. I mean, you you can still get one. I mean, right. you can still pretty much walk into most stores and get it if you really want one. Right. But, you know, my opinion is if you're... I'm always going to get the big version. I, and, and that's ever. the way I am,
1: too. But you've got a lot of parents out there, uh, you know, or whoever, kids that want a PS3, the parents are going to want the cheaper one. At least they're not getting gypped out of some key features like a hard drive with the lower version of the of the system, you know, they're still getting HDMI 1.3. There's a lot of things that you're still getting with that. You're getting wireless controllers instead of wired controllers like you are with, with the, the core on the Xbox 360. So the difference, if you look at, at, you know, both systems, the lower version of each one, I think, I firmly believe that you're getting more with the 20 gig version of the PS3 than you do with the core system on the, th- on the 360. So, and again, like I said, to battle the Elite, I think it's a great idea because it, when you look at features between the two, you're getting a lot of, of features on that system for 20 bucks more. So that's my take
0: on it. Yeah. Well, like I said, we'll have to see how that transpires. All of this is rumor. We don't know if they're canceling right. it, right. but it's not looking too good at the moment. Right. Now, I'm going to go ahead and let you take this next story. Yeah, and I won't spend too much time
1: on this one, but I, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, IBM and the Mayo Clinic have announced that they will be using the cell broadbanded engine, or the cell processor, to actually speed up object recognition and increased image precision with medical imaging software. Uh, we're talking about things like, uh, CAT scan systems and, you know, any of these really big biomedical imaging systems. What this means, and, and the difference that this thing makes is incredible. Uh, they they say right here that previously it took the old processor configuration, twenty five thousand two hundred seconds to complete an object recognition task of ninety eight images. On the cell processor, it only took five hundred sixteen seconds to complete the same recognition task. So you're looking at roughly seven hours versus fifteen minutes to do the same task.
0: That's um,
1: that's kind of scary. And well, I mean, you know, you're looking at CT scans, you're looking at MRIs. You're talking you know you're saving six hours and 45 minutes to get the news back on maybe something really really critical and working in a hospital as i do i work with the ct stuff and i worked with the mri people quite a bit i worked down in nuclear medicine quite a bit and they talk about this kind of thing all the time we actually have a truck parked outside the hospital that does all this processing on its own um they actually pay this company to come down because they have this huge farm of, of servers that actually crunches the numbers faster than a normal system. And you look at something like this, you know, this is, this is huge. Now, it's not PlayStation 3 directly, but I just wanted to bring that up because I, I just can't believe how powerful this chip is. So, uh, like I said, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but uh, I think that's something that really needs to be, uh, that needs to be thrown out there to the public.
0: Yeah, it's um, fermenting more and more what this amazing little chip can do. You know, yeah. the power that it has, you know, with this and just how folding it home with, like, 15,000 PS3s completely kicking the crap out of over a quarter of a million computers that are running the same program. Right. You know, it's it's kind of, you know, kind of shocking how just the numbers this thing can crunch. Yeah, like you said, we're not going to spend too much time on it. It's not exactly gaming-related. Right. So we're going to go ahead and move on to... Now, you have a PSP, right? Yes. I don't. I don't really have too much of an interest in getting one. And most of the games that I want to play on the PSP, which are the Grand Theft Auto mini versions and Luminous, have come over to the PS2 and I've been able to play them that way. However, one of the games that I really want to play on the PSP that hasn't made any other you know, jump to a console, is Loco Roco, the adorable king little uh, platformer slash puzzle game, you know, whatever you want to call it. So have you played it? Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think of it? I didn't like it at first,
1: and you get really addicted to it really easily, and you don't realize it's happening. It's so cutesy, and, and that's what kind of threw me off a little bit at first, but, you know, you start playing that game, and i don't I don't know how to describe it. It just pulls you in and you start playing it and all of a sudden three hours have gone by it's it's a neat game it's it's uh, I don't know it's different too it's it's so easy to play. you just play it with the two shoulder buttons
0: yeah it's, and with that with a control like that, it would make a perfect transition to the six axis controller. So what we're trying to get at here is there's rumor afoot that Loco Roco or a version of it is coming to the p s three store right. Now, during the GDC-07 news conference, um, where Phil Harrison showed off home, while going through the trophy room, you actually saw a very brief glimpse of a local loco trophy. Exactly. So, a guy over at the NeoGap forums yeah. caught this, and, you know, it caused a bit, of a, st- flirt, a bit of a fury around the internet community. But now we're getting screens of a PlayStation magazine... Or, I think it's the European PlayStation Magazine yeah, or PSM3. whatever. Yeah, PSM 3. Yeah, uh, PSM 3. Now we're getting official screens from that magazine that's about to hit um, newsstands of a PS3 version of Loco Roco. Right. So, this isn't confirmed, but it's kind of daunting evidence. And it's
1: also not confirmed to be on the PlayStation Store. It makes sense to be on the PlayStation Store. Uh, but they haven't said if it's going to be Blu-ray or not. Personally, I think it'll be on the store.
0: I, I think I'd rather see it on the store. I wouldn't. I do As want with to play I. Loco Roco, but I don't think I would pay sixty dollars for a Blu-ray copy of Loco Roco. Right, and I don't think that game would take up that much space. So yeah. Well, let's see. So we'll have to see when that happens. Uh, the PSM Three issue hits stores on Thursday, April twelfth in Europe. So we're gonna have to see how that goes. So now we have, this week in the PlayStation Store, now we have some stuff coming from the Japanese Store. And, Glenn, will not you go ahead and uh, enlighten us with PlayStation Store Japan. Uh, I went up to the Japanese Store today, and there are actually two Ridge Racer decal
1: packs, which I believe are supposed to be coming out over here pretty soon. Oh, uh, I want those so bad! It's, it's neat, they're free, so uh, oh, I believe it's... Free? Yeah, they're free. Uh, oh it's, yes, I downloaded them. I haven't. I just haven't had a chance to go in and look at them yet. Uh, they. It's kind of cool how you you know you download them and uh, they show up in the game list on your XMB and you click on them and then it installs them and it took like you know ten seconds. Uh, there was a, a Galaga based one and a Pac Man based decal pack. So uh, neat little thing. They're free. What the heck? You Might as well download them. Uh, also, I saw today that they did something to the same effect that they did on Ridge Racer 6 on the 360, and they released a bunch of old uh, Ridge Racer tracks, music tracks, downloadable and playable within Ridge Racer 7. Um, Of course, the pricing was all off because it was in HK dollars, but uh, it had quite a few tracks, and you can buy the whole pack as one pack, or you can buy individual tracks. So that was kind of neat, too. I'm trying to remember how many tracks there were. I think it was about 20 different music tracks. Um, and also, the other thing is, they released two different promo videos for Devil May Cry Four, uh, showing gameplay footage, but basically about two minutes each. And I downloaded both of those. Pretty, pretty good looking game. Uh, I wish they would have shown more, but uh, pretty good looking game, man, and good videos. Uh, so I hope they get those out over here as well. They had English speech in them. Uh, they just had Japanese text. So I don't think. Yeah, be I
0: that... think I think the actual. Japanese versions of Devil May Cry actually have an English text because it's ridiculous And yeah. how it is. Like, This party's getting
1: crazy! Actually, the voice acting in it wasn't too bad, so I was, I was pretty surprised by that. Uh, I only watched each one of them once because, like I've said before, I'm not that interested in in Devil May Cry, to be honest. I'll, you know I'll give her a try when it comes out. But uh, uh, good-looking videos, so I hope they get them out over here pretty soon. It'd be, uh, be kind of nice. And I also noticed uh, they actually have released the other... PlayStation One R-type R-types for the PSP. So they need, they need to, to get those, those up, here man. Now. Yeah, they need to get those
0: over here now. Yeah, we're gonna have to see how that goes. Um, so we've got over here on the American side. We don't have too much. We've got a demo of Armored Core 4. Yeah. Uh, I haven't
1: played it. I heard it's very meh. It's uh, I downloaded it and the 360 version so I could. Uh, so I could compare them. Number one, they look exactly the same. Um, I like mech games too, which sucks because this game has a lot more promise than uh, than Gundam did, and it's just not. Can we please not talk about Gundam? All right, we won't talk about Gundam. Uh, I I wasn't impressed by the demo. It, it the missions are, are ridiculously short. You actually spend more time setting things up than you do actually playing the stupid game. Um, the graphics overall look decent. They weren't anything spectacular. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a pass when that game comes out. That'll be a rental for, for me to review it. Three out of five. Uh, if that. I, I don't know. After the demo, I'd almost say a two out of five just from the demo. All
0: right. Well, other than that, we've got a couple videos. First up, we have a trailer for Grand Theft Auto 4. That trailer that we talked about extensively last week is on the PlayStation Store. You can go hit it if you want, you know, in case you haven't seen it.
1: I will say this about that video. If you have a good PC, download the 720p video off the net. Uh, I didn't think the one on the PS3 or the Xbox 360 uh, Live or, or the marketplace, I don't think either one looked as good
0: as the one on the PC. So, Agreed. Yeah. Now, uh, we also have a trailer, two trailers, one for a movie called Stardust, which I don't know what it is. I didn't get a chance to download Did you? It, yeah, it looked weird.
1: I, to be honest, I didn't remember what it was like, so it really didn't make that big of an effect on me. It looked pretty weird. Uh, it looked more interesting than the other video that's up there though and that is next with Nicolas Cage it's happening when now right
0: but I can only see my own future
1: Bitchin' technology oh yeah. man
0: that first off that movie is directed by Lee Tamahori yeah. who directed my least favorite movie of all time die another day yeah which is the cheesiest and worst James Bond film ever and that's saying something yeah, yeah, yeah. He also did know. the sequel to Triple X. in Which, case you can't...
1: boy, that movie was bad. <laughs> and <laughs> I have seen that all the way through. You actually sat down and watched Triple X State well, of the U with. I, you didn't even have Vin Diesel in it. A lot of times when I watch something like that, I'll have it on, on the TV behind me while I'm doing something on my computer or, or playing something on the PS3, because I have two TVs in my computer room here. And... I'd look over at it and just laugh and laugh and laugh at how bad it was. Uh, the, the whole thing with Ice Cube, anyway, it was just bad. Yeah, it, it's so bad it's funny. It's definitely worth watching if you like bad movies. We also have it.
0: Speaking of bad movies with Ice Cube, and we also have a trailer for are we done yet? Yeah. <laughs> What happened to N.W.A. straight out of Compton, bro? Exactly. He was one of the
1: founding members of of N.W. fucking A, and now he's doing this shit? Come on. Yeah, this dude was,
0: in the early 90s, this dude was the most
1: badass man on the planet. You couldn't even touch this guy. (laughs) Someone's got to go shoot him or something, just get him back in in the swing of things. Get him back in
0: the game, just pop a cap in his kneecap or something. Something. Yeah, this is bad. Alright, so before we move on to new releases, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. PlayStation Store and with downloadable games, what are some maybe older games that you would see on the PlayStation Store and don't say Mortal Kombat 2? <laughs> now you're talking older arcade? Or are you talking older... I'm talking older... cons. Because here's the thing I was thinking about this. With the memory limitations of the place of the 360 Live Arcade and the Wii, obviously, the... The PS network has this open-arm policy to basically put any game you want on it. So what games can you think of from the past that you might want to
1: see? I think a really good uh, uh, thing that they could do is, about a month after it comes out on the PSP, is release that Rondo of Blood, uh, Castlevania Rondo of Blood, uh, with the new graphics and the old graphics, and and basically just do a PS3 version of that. Uh, Number one, that combats Symphony of the Night. But number two, it's just a phenomenal game. I have the original Turbo Duo version, and it, it's phenomenal.
0: Oh, you're hardcore.
1: Yeah, and and I think that'd be a great one to put on there. Um, I mean, there's so many good PS1 games. You know, you've got like R-Type, or R-types, and R-Type Delta, and and just some of those older ones that are really hard to find, and a lot more. I'd like to actually see him put Res
0: for the PS2 out there. You know, there was actually a video of a guy playing Res on the Wii. If you yeah, saw, I that. saw that, yeah. yeah. So there's already rumor afoot of what could be happening there. But I what? don't
1: see that happening on the on the Wii though, just because of the memory limitations on the Wii. But you know, you've got something like uh, like the PS2 version. Uh, that you could pour it over, and actually, I don't think that took up that much space on the disc. It was out on a CD, it didn't even come out on a DVD. Transvibrator Um, included. Yeah, yeah. See, I've got the Dreamcast version and the PS2 version, so...
0: I'm sorry, I'm confused. What exactly is the Transvibrator? I've just heard this Um, thing is legendary. Have you ever played Res? No, but I really want to.
1: Okay, Res is essentially a shooter, but it's music-based, and the... What you do is you use this cursor to lock, lock on to different things. And you can lock on, I believe, eight different targets at once. If you can lock all eight of them on, let, let the shots go, um, it actually starts this other music behind it, kind of like in Luminesse, how it, how it reacts to how you're playing. And that little vibrator thing, I don't have one, but I know what it does. That little vibrator thing actually, your guy kind of pulses with the beat of the music. So you see him actually pulsing the whole time you're playing the game. And that, that little vibrate thing pulses with the beat like your guy does, and it pulls you into the game Or The thing is, with the PS2 version especially, you've got a good stereo system with a good subwoofer, it's doing the same thing, because my subwoofer bounces this whole room. So that's what that was for. It's still one of the funniest uh, peripherals I've ever seen brought out. It, uh, it just Does it actually look like a? Uh... It looks like a little rectangular thing. Uh, oh, there's okay. some pictures out there of a girl kind of messing around with it. But oh my! Yeah, but I'll tell you what, Rez is. I, I've, I showed that game to a friend of mine, and he thought it was the stupidest thing I ever saw. But I'll tell you what, that is one of the most addicting games you'll ever play if you like. If you like shooters, uh, if you, it, it is so engulfing and so engrossing uh, just because of the music that's going on like in Luminous and like at every extent extra it's that same type of environment that you're playing but you're playing this really kick ass shooter with these f- like flat polygons going on and everything else but just everything's warping around you and it's really hard to describe it it's a really trippy game but man is it fun and uh, now that I'm talking, i have to go back and play it tonight. But <laughs> I'll tell you, that I would love to see on the store, and I f- uh, I firmly believe that they could bring it out, and that would be a huge seller. It's almost like them, you know, how how they kind of hinted that Radiant Silver Gun is going to come out for the Xbox Live Arcade, which I'm really hoping for. Uh, res for the PS Store would be humongous, and I hope it happens. Nobody's ever said that, but I would personally love to see it.
0: Yeah, I'm... Well, I I was always a Sega kid, and I had the Saturn, and the Saturn to me was just awesome. You know, it definitely had some... The thing is, all the good games for it are now like $100. Exactly. So, it, I was making it for the PS Store. I would go with the trifecta of legendary rare Saturn titles. I would go with Radiant Silver Gun, Panzer Dragoon Saga, and Guardian Heroes. I would love to see Guardian Heroes, because so few people have just played that amazing game. I would say Guardian Heroes with online
1: support. Oh, man. Could you imagine that? Well, I mean, especially since we have to wait until 2008 for Castle Crashers. Um, how about, you know, how about that game to combat Castle Crashers? You know, because to be honest, Guardian Heroes seems like it's a lot deeper anyway with the RPG elements that are built into it. Uh, that'd be incredible. And how many how many beat-em-ups have you played that actually had a very deep and rich storyline <laughs> to them? Exactly. Um I mean, that Castle Crashers does look very interesting, but at the same time, it's from the people that did Alien Hominid, and to be honest, I'm a little frustrated with Alien Hominid right now. Um, what? Well, I'm not saying I'm not going to play it. I still play it. I don't like some of the mechanics, and actually M.C. Wilson mentioned that the other day because I, I put it up on his boards that I didn't like the mechanics, and he didn't really understand what i was saying. What I'm saying is you can't shoot diagonally, and just the the gameplay mechanics you have to worry about so many things at once especially that level where there's you know you're you have all these cars and you have to keep jumping into all the cars at the same time trying to shoot the, the boss that level
0: is becoming legendary is one of the most hardest and but, just frustrating uh, but that's game. the problem is that the mechanics of
1: the gameplay itself are they just don't work it it, it wasn't thought out well enough by the developers if you if you're going to have something like that you need to be able to at least shoot diagonally only being able to shoot horizontal and vertical in that kind of situation is just—it's not conducive to fun gameplay. Especially if you jump on top of the car and all of a sudden he's, the the boss swipes by with that big blade. There's there's only so much you can do. I mean, a boss battle in that game is going to take 15 minutes because you get two shots and you have to jump back as he bl- blows up the car. It's not—it gets to the point where it's not fun anymore. It, it's gotten to the point where it's just—it's it, almost like a memorization thing, like one of the shmups that we w- were playing last month. It it. I don't know, it's getting to the point where it's not fun to me anymore, and I really like that game, and I love the art style, and it's pissing me off that I'm not enjoying it as much as I want to. So,
0: you know... I think the problem, uh, to me, the problem with Alien Hominid is it started out, I think it came out five years ago, as a Flash game on Newgrounds.com, and there's only so much you can do with Flash, and for a Flash game, it was brilliant. It was so well-conceived. So when you bring it up to the Xbox 360 Live Arcade and actual console versions of it, and sure make it run smoother, but the fact that it's still basically the exact same game with the exact same mechanics, it just still dated.
1: Uh, I gotta, I gotta cut you off for a second. Uh, breaking news: This Thursday's PlayStation Store update will feature at least one new game. Sony Online Entertainment's port of the Midway fighter, Mortal Kombat fucking two. Five dollars. Really breaking
0: news. When did you get this?
1: It's just got put up on Kotaku about f- two minutes ago. Uh, Five dollars. PlayStation 3 owners can rip each other's spines out online via PlayStation Network and keep track of their fighting skills, courtesy of the game's online leaderboards. I'm taking you down to Chinatown. Oh, I, I literally just got goosebumps. Oh my god. Anyway, Thursday. Yes, I make uh, sure I, I don't go up Thursday I Mortal Night. Kombat 2 enough? Uh, no, actually, I've been playing the SNES one like crazy the last few days. So First off, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 is <laughs> the best Mortal Kombat. Yeah, we're not getting in that fight again.
0: Uh,
1: anyway, sorry to, sorry to interrupt with that, but uh, that is well, breaking that news, is, and that's that good because... news for me.
0: Now, is there any other update, or is that just a store update?
1: Uh, that's all they're saying, is uh, that that's the game being released this week. And, of course, next week on the 19th, we're supposed to be getting Calling Out All Cars. So. All right. You know, maybe they're, uh, let's see if they can get to that one week, you know, one game a week thing like they do on Live Arcade. That'd be kind of cool. I doubt it, but that I yeah, know, be cool. it'll take time. It'll look
0: how long it took for for Microsoft, so
1: yeah, we'll give them a chance.
0: And they still don't even get one out every week. They yeah, still miss a week. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, back to what I was saying. So, yeah, Guardian Heroes, a definite would be good. Rating Silver Gun, obviously. Uh, but Hands of Saga, I mean, that's the granddaddy of rare games right there. Yeah. I think they only made three thousand copies for the United States. That sounds about right. And yeah, it's such an amazing game from what I've heard. I've always wanted to play it, but I'm not. I'm just not gonna drop two hundred bones on a Saturn game. Yeah, that's that's actually why I haven't bought ra- bought
1: Radiant Silver Gun yet. And uh, you know, now that you hear that it might come out on an Xbox Live Arcade, well, obviously I'm not even gonna try to buy it. Um, that's really the the only big rare game that I wanted to buy besides Guardian Heroes. So. Uh, Yeah, it'd be be great to see some of those ports, uh, Saturn, and and maybe even just bring some of the PlayStation 1 stuff up to the PS3 instead of on the PSP or at the same time or whatever. Uh, Or, you know, like a lot of people have been complaining, let us play those PS1 games that we've been downloading on the PSP. Let us play them on the PS1, or on the PS3, you know? I completely agree. I mean, I have
0: have Crash Bandicoot on the thing, I have it downloaded, but I can't do anything with it. And you know it can play PlayStation 1 games.
1: Exactly. You know, it's got the chip right there. And really, when you think about it, they just need to figure out a way to get the file down. You don't even have to emulate it like you do on the PSP. You know, you just got to get the file on there and find a way to launch the damn thing. So it'd be great to see. Uh, at the at the same time, is there a point of putting PS1 games on there when you can go out and just buy a PS1 game and throw it in? I don't know. Maybe that's their strategy. But uh, I would definitely like to see some Saturn stuff, maybe even some Dreamcast stuff. Who knows, you know? Get a few, get Soul Calibur from the Dreamcast over. Get some stuff oh, like that. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know how how you know their their. I don't know how their relationship is with Sega, but man, some of those games on, on the PS Store would be phenomenal.
0: Well, considering Sega keeps pumping out Alex Kid after Kid Chameleon on the Virtual Console, man, I loved Alex Kid. But anyway, <laughs> uh, did you ever play Alex Kid? Oh, years ago. That was a great game. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right, so we've talked enough about the PlayStations, about the store. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to uh, new releases on the game side. the shortest segment of the show. Well, actually, we skipped a part that we wanted to do a little earlier, but I forgot, so we'll touch on that during the movie segment. So on the gaming side, we've got nothing once again, although we do have Mortal Kombat 2 coming out, so that could count.
1: And that's all I need, bitches.
0: I uh, will better pay $5 than that and $50 on the new one. <laughs> and then on the movie side, we have The Dirty Dozen and Enter the Dragon, two of the manliest movies ever. Yeah,
1: do I need them on Blu-ray, really?
0: No. I'd say, I'd say Enter the Dragon, totally.
1: Uh, that film print is so bad, it's not worth having on Blu-ray, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: well, alright, we'll see what happens with yeah, that. Yeah, we'll see how the quality is. Okay, so you got a chance, and you bought a new Blu-ray. And I actually bought four new
1: Blu-rays. One isn't here yet, uh, but All I right, got we- my copies of Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, yeah. And, and I haven't watched that on Blu-ray yet, but I love that movie to death. Uh, I also got Crank, which I have on DVD, uh, but I got Crank for 10 bucks on Blu-ray, so I couldn't pass that up. And it is. I, it is the showpiece. It's one of the showpieces, definitely. Uh, the the visuals that they did in that movie are, are very cool, and it's shot on digital, so it, it's a very neat movie. Definitely a, a cool action flick if you just want straight action. Um, and the one movie that I got that I haven't seen yet is the Great Raid. Uh, I am a World War Two movie guy, so uh, I, I knew I wanted to see this movie. I just never got a chance. Uh, I'll share it. my opinions
0: on this movie after you share yours. Okay. I've got some different. Well,
1: it's not its not a straight World War II movie like you're watching Band of Brothers or Saving Private Ryan, something like that. Um, I got it for 10 bucks used. I, I couldn't pass that up, so I picked it up. Uh, yeah, technically speaking, movie's great, uh, at least on Blu-ray. The color is excellent. The blood effects, I mean, it's pretty gory when they finally get into the fighting, but it's obvious that some of that stuff is CGI, like this is some of the splatter. I was kind of laughing at that last night. Uh, overall apparently the movie sticks to the real story pretty closely except for a couple of little parts um it's a slow movie it, it's it's slow going uh it's a lot of it's a lot of story they they kind of go back to the resistance in the philippines and talk about that quite a bit um and then they go to the pow's and show them and then you also have the actual u.s or army rangers that are going to break these guys out and uh great acting actually uh, james franco who plays um uh, what's his name in Spider-Man? Um, Harry uh, Osborn. Harry Osborn. Yeah. Uh, James Franco was actually pretty good in it. I was surprised because uh, I've never been that impressed with that guy. Um, you know, did, Good acting did, all around.
0: You didn't see Flyboys, did you?
1: No, you know, I, it looked cool when they showed the flying and everything. And I was like, ooh, maybe I'll watch that. And then I started watching and I'm like, you know, they're going to Pearl Harbor this movie. They're going to make it into a total love story or something. So, no, I haven't seen Flyboys. I'll have to wait until it comes out on HBO or something. <laughs> uh technically speaking though it it the thing i liked about the great raid and i do recommend the movie um the grittiness and it just seemed really accurate it seemed it was really portrayed well in my opinion it was slow and especially towards the beginning you know it's very slow once they get to that actual raid it's fucking cool um but i mean it's not a blu-ray that i pay 30 bucks for but 10 15 20 bucks uh, yeah, I definitely buy it for that price. I'm not. I, I don't regret buying it for for ten bucks at all. Um, it's one of the few that I haven't double dipped on yet, so I don't have it on DVD. But uh, cool movie, and uh, definitely a neat Blu-ray. Uh, problem is, no real special features. It's pretty much just the movie. Now I don't know what the DVD has, but yeah, really no special features whatsoever. You put that Blu-ray in it, it
0: just starts playing the playing the movie. Yeah, I I actually tried to uh, find Dragon's Lair this week, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Oh yeah, and I was I was pretty angry. I'm like, where is this? I wonder if it got held back. I couldn't. I, I didn't. I looked online; they didn't have any news of it. I didn't check eBay, but I checked Best Buy. They didn't have it. I checked Circuit City; they didn't have it. I checked Target. Guy didn't even know what's talking about. Well, you're also talking about
1: Target and Walmart; those kind of stores. They never know what's going on. They have, like, four Blu-rays. Yeah. Actually, our target's not too bad. They've get, they've gotten better. Um, yeah, it's really tough. I usually get my Blu-rays online or else at the used store.
0: Well, anyway, is that all we got for this week, I think? Yeah, pretty much. I think we're all set and ready to go here. All right, cool. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. We'd like to thank you all for listening. If you'd like to join us on our forums, you can find us at www.PlayStationNationPodcast.com. And if you want to contact us by email, we will read your emails on on the show. You can is it ps3podcast at gmail Yep. All right. And like we said earlier, I'm Jared Johnston. That was Glenn Percival. I'm sorry. You should say your own.
1: Oh no, that's fine. This is uh. Well, I'll just say this is Torgo, and don't forget to uh, add me as a friend
0: on your PlayStation Three and send me an invite. Me as well. Mine is Maleficus. M-A-L-E-F-I-C-U-S. If you call me male ficus, I will kill you. <laughs> you have no idea how much I get that playing Burnout on Xbox 360. It's like male ficus. What is that? So I should call you that when we're playing Mortal Kombat too. You're a dead man. Yeah. Seven All you're gonna one. hear is blah,
1: blah, blah, when I hit you with Raiden. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, uh, i screamed enough for this episode. We're gonna go ahead and uh, get out of here. And remember podcast beyond. Bye-bye.